A farmer's time is valuable. That's why Blaine's Farm and Fleet has made shopping for your must-haves quick and easy. Simply order online at farmandfleet.com and pick up your items in just one hour in their convenient drive-thru. Or try Farm and Fleet's same-day local delivery option. There was an hour-long listening session for people to get their questions answered, make some comments regarding potential changes to the Farm and Industry Short Course. One of the gals that was fielding those questions is the director of the program. That's Jennifer Blazik. She joins us now. Yeah, so uh, very impressive as far as the number of people that jumped on for the hour-long conversation. Uh, By my count, we had well over 120 that stuck with it. Were you surprised, Jennifer? I guess you were the one that probably had expectations. What did you think about uh, the hour-long chat? Yeah, I was really excited to see that many people interested. I know it was kind of a nice day here in Madison. It's a little windy, but otherwise I was like, oh, you know, the, the the lure of spring planting might have pulled people away. So I was really excited to see that we got over 100 um, people on the call and able to answer their ask their questions, give us feedback, comment. So I was, and I'm really thankful for people to, to taking the time out of their day to do that because it really shows how much, how many people are out there who care and are passionate about the program. Now, this is a fairly recent conversation that has involved a lot of people. A farm and industry short course looking to pivot from a for-credit program to a not-for-credit program and also changing perhaps the dynamics of where classes are taught, on-campus living experience. So what did you hear today, Jennifer, if you were to try to boil down for people all the comments, all the chats? What did you hear? Give me some points. Yeah, I would say there's definitely, and this is not surprising, I've been hearing it, especially um, when I um, was talking with the students while they were here on campus uh, about a month ago now, um, is that there's definitely a sense of loss of that residential program that everyone loves and has a lot of fond memories of. We know we heard stories of people who found their significant other, their partner, at it during Fisk and, um, you know, the friendships that they've made. So that's definitely something that came through loud and clear. And um, I think it, that's also a challenge, right? Because we're going through that kind of loss, sense of loss, that grief. And so it's hard for people to start thinking about moving into that space of, okay, what could a new fist look like, right? Because there's so many fond memories of the, of the past. Um, but also, I would say it reinforced a lot of what we heard from the students when they were on campus. And we talked with them at the listening sessions and others since then that there's, there's a lot of positives of FISC that, they, that people want to see continue, right? So the in-person, hands-on education, um, that connection and learning from faculty, uh, CALS faculty and staff, uh, the being on campus is really important for people, um, for students, and then over, overall the networking and community building that, that students get to experience when they're here with other people who are like-minded like them, right, who are also passionate about our culture. And so those are things, which is good because those are the positives of this that Doug and I have been thinking about how do we build that into the new FISC going forward. Explain for people the challenge of trying to poll this audience or get a, a grip on what direction this goes. You've been making efforts. That's something that might have been overshadowed. You shared with us today how you'd been making efforts to get input. Tell them about that. Yeah, so it's it's challenging because we were... Um, like I've talked about, the reason for moving away from the four credit is it's super restrictive and even being very innovative and re- and responsible and very nimble to change and also to the needs of the industry and students. So that has been a challenge. And then um, one of the things that I think we we saw that I saw in the listening session was just the the general understanding of how the program functions. Right, uh, even the students, you know, they're in it, they're taking classes, they're talking to me, they're talking to their past directors, you know, they're experiencing the program, but there's a lot of administrative 
policies and procedures that happen on the, the back end that a lot of people aren't aware of. And so it was good. For, and I really appreciate the opportunity to be able to explain things like, okay, this is this is why this was the way it is, or this is why it's been happening. Um, you know, the for example, that we're a revenue revenue generating program. We don't get any financial support from the from campus or or its cows because we have to bring in the students to provide our revenue base for our budget. So these kind of you know background behind the scenes things that were really great that we were able to um, uh, explain and answer those questions. Because yeah, I would say I think we were thinking about. Fifty percent of the time was in answering questions, which was great, right? Especially trying to do that with a, a wide variety of people. Because I know when I was at the WPS Farm Show, just answering those questions one on one, you know, and then being like, "Please, you know, tell your friends, <laughs> spread the word." But this way, we could kind of answer and help people understand about Fisk at a deeper level in a in a um, bigger swath. But I would say, yeah, there's been a lot of efforts, and you know, we especially with targeted focus groups, sometimes it has to be smaller groups. So you can't bring in, uh, you know, 100 people like we had today to do that. So there's been some efforts, but again, the challenges of time, then we had COVID happen and all these things, um, which unfortunately led us to where we are now. You know, I think there's some question and maybe some confusion remaining, Jennifer, on, okay, now what is going to happen? Uh, There were questions during the listening hour from parents of accepted students that are now kind of knocked back on their heels, not knowing what is going to happen next. And I know that you're also going to be still visiting with professional dairy producers in the Farm Bureau. Give us, what is the time frame? What is the honest-to-gosh time frame that you're dealing with? Yes, it has been, you know, since the decision was made, Doug and I started meeting. We hadn't really met. I, I knew of him, obviously, but I had we had never actually had a one-on-one before that time. But since graduation, so a month ago exactly today, um, since the students graduated, we have been just busy, hit the ground running with contacting people, um, you know, talking to uh, campus partners around housing options. What does it look like for us, you know, in this non-credit space? Um, FISC instructors, are they willing to teach? What are they teaching? What does is, what is their availability look like for next year and beyond? And then as well as many other stakeholders, like we talked a lot about the tech schools. Um, Doug has been meeting with them to see what could some partnerships and collaborations look like. So that has all been happening um, for the last month. But our goal is, uh, is by mid-May, we want to be advertising the new FISC um, for the next year and beyond. So that's kind of our time frame. Is, uh, and we really want to wait till this was a really good opportunity for us to hear that feedback, get that input from stakeholders. And then Friday's meeting with PDPW and Farm Bureau, like you mentioned, is going to be where we, really where we target in and do a focus group with a smaller group of people to really see what, what of the options that we've been developing, been thinking about, some of our plans, what really works, what could this actually look like, so that we can go back uh, starting next week um, and, you know, sit down and do some actual honest-goodness planning now that we have feedback and input and more of a a framework for what it could look like based on uh, the information we've been gathering for the last month. I I think there may be some people that uh, were listening today or are going to take a look at transcripts or whatever might be available and say, well, they've made up their mind already. My input doesn't matter. Is that the case? Oh, no. I I mean, we put we gave this opportunity for people to kind of chime in, um, you know, live to give their input. But also, you know, I'm always available via, via phone, email. Um, you know, if they want to stop in <laughs> um, at Lowell, they can find me there. But no, we definitely want to keep this uh, input going for, for the future. Because that's the thing. Now that we're in the non-credit space, we will be able to be more nimble and responsive to the industry. And so that will, this conversations will keep on happening um, beyond 
just now. It'll be in the future as well. So we have definitely confirmed we are in the non-credit space, and I understand based on flexibility of programming and available instructors, uh, for those interested students out there, how do you suggest that they try to stay engaged in the process, Jennifer? Uh, Another issue that was brought up is plain and simple promoting the program. Uh, You Mm -hmm. are only one person. There is really no budget. I mean, there's there's a lot of information that needs to be shared, but not necessarily a lot of resources to share it. Yeah, so I would say um, social media, our Facebook page, um, my program assistant, Stephanie Hammerly, has been an amazing addition. Um, I've always been a very firm believer in social media, but, you know, as far as, like you mentioned, right, I'm just only one person, so I couldn't manage that all myself. So having Stephanie on board, she's been really revamping that and making sure that We've got regular posts that are keeping people in contact. So that's a great one because as soon as we know anything, that's the first place it's going to be. Also, the website, our FISC um, website. So we did mention that in the listening session today that um, some of the questions that we weren't able to answer or some of the comments that um, made us think of certain questions that people might be having, I'm going to be editing our website to make sure that we're kind of putting more information on there, not only what's coming, but also helping people to understand the change and where that came from. So um, I'll be working on that, actually, uh, as, soon as, as soon as we're done talking um, to make sure that that information is on there so people can, can, especially those who couldn't come to the listening session, uh, are able to you know, get in the loop and stay up to date on what's going on and then what we've been talking about. You've got a lot ahead of you, Jennifer, you and uh, the rest of the staff. If you could give some call to action or direction to alumni, agribusiness supporters, uh, people that care about the program, people that recognize the importance of farm and industry short course. What do you need from them now? Is it money? Is it letters? Is it, uh, you know, do you need them putting up posters for farm and industry short course? What do you need from them now? Well, I would say my, what overarching, I think what I have seen from interacting with people is, is just um, maybe the support and, and, and the support in that, you know, share your stories of FISC, but don't all, don't hammer negatively on the new FISC, right? Because that's not going to help us build a new FISC that we can get students to if, if all they're hearing is negative things. So I would say, you know, this isn't dead. That's one thing that I, I at the WPS Farm Show, I had to keep saying, no, I wouldn't be here at the show if, if it was dead, um, is that it's not dead. It's changing. It's evolving, much like agriculture and, and you know, society has, has changed. After 140 years, it's, it's bound to happen. So I would say that support of, you know, stay true to the program, stick with us. We've, I have been with the program. I know it's only four years. That's small to a lot of people, not enough time. But believe me, I have been very committed to this program, and I am committed to seeing the through the change and making sure that it's, it's strong and robust and meets the needs and that we're incorporating these this input we're getting. So I would say that's probably the overarching thing is just stay true because even in the new model, word of mouth, you know, hearing from uh, alumni, stakeholders, what their experience has been and how much they care about the program, that is going to what's going to bring students to the program. So making sure that we're staying positive about the change, you know, giving input on their ideas, you know, what what they think should happen. Um, I would say that's my, my biggest um, ask right now. Of course, financials is always great, but I understand times are tough. I don't want to put more pressure on families and and farms and others who are going through tough times. But I would say just that staying positive, that, you know, that the program's continuing and that people are behind it who care about it and want to see it 
it go and continue. Jennifer Blazer, she is the director of the Farm and Industry Short Course. Again, uh, nothing really changed as far as the overarching goals. It is still going to pivot from a for-credit experience to a not-for-credit experience, but one of the details they're still working on, what about that residential experience, being on campus, networking with professors, networking with each other? That yet to be decided. From the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, I'm Farm Director Pam Yonke.